0: I want to talk to you today about a word that we definitely need by the power of the Holy Spirit to receive and not just mentally understand it, but to receive it in our soul. I want to talk to you this morning about the word authority and to help us all be on the same page consistently here this morning, I've I've given you the the definition, Uh, you'll see it on the bottom of your screen, it's the power or right to give commands. The power to make a final decision. That's what authority uh, means, and in its practical way, our whole society is structured around authority. When you think about it, right, in your home, your parents are the authority, right? Uh, I grew up, uh, my dad was the ultimate authority. Uh, in fact, that's the title of our message here today, but uh, to reference to my father, my father was very much an authority figure. When my father said to do something, if you asked my, uh, my father why, he would simply say, because I said so. And if you had a problem with that, you got disciplined. My father believed very strongly in authority. And so in the home, parents are authority why because they have the power to make decisions and they have the power to make a final decision if you will uh, then you get into school and then of course you have teachers and principals those are people that are in authority that can uh, have the right to make decisions and then you get uh, graduate from school and you get a job and now you have uh, a supervisor or a manager or some executives they are all there, uh, empowered to make decisions that impact your life that you have to submit to. And then in the church, you have different levels of authority. You have uh, leaders that oversee specific ministry, for instance, the the children's ministry, or the ushers, or the media department, uh, or the worship team. There are leaders over these departments that make decisions that are governed within that department. And then uh, above them, you have uh, deacons uh, and elders. Uh, they comprise up the board who makes decisions as well. pastors who make decisions. And in our fellowship, the highest structural leadership is the congregation. That's why we had a business meeting yesterday because the congregation has to decide, has to vote on the direction that we go in. Uh, So this is the structure of authority that we have set up within our own church. And as I mentioned earlier, think about it. Life would be total chaos without authority. If everybody did whatever they wanted to do when they wanted to do it, how they wanted to do it, we would have utter chaos in this world. Yeah. So we need authority, and, and especially in our spiritual life. And as we continue this series that we've been in uh, called Kingdom Principles, and we have titled it that because uh, the the principle, a principle is a a guide or a a law that we must structure our life around in order to live a life that's pleasing to God and that will bless us. So these kingdom principles are are laid out in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew is uh, the Gospel that really identifies Jesus Christ as the king of the Jews, therefore our king as well. And so since Jesus is laid out in Matthew's gospel as king, there are many kingdom principles that we can draw out from this incredible gospel that can help you and I structure our life in such a way so that not only will God be pleased, but our lives will be blessed as well. And so today, as I mentioned already, the title of our message today, we're gonna look at the ultimate authority. So we're looking at Matthew's Gospel and I'm looking at chapter eight. I'm gonna read a little bit lengthy this morning, uh, but you'll be able to read in your Bible or your tablet, your smartphone, or up on the screen. Beginning in verse one. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus told him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed for I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes I say to my servant do this and he does it when Jesus heard this he was amazed and said to those following him truly I tell you I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith was healed at that moment. Now when Jesus, verse 14, when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. She got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him and he drove out the spirits with the word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our disease. Now I'm going to jump to verse 23. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Okay. In the text that we have just read, I want to highlight four cases, if you will, uh, that talk about and deal with authority. Four cases of authority. The first case is the man with leprosy. Now, leprosy uh, was and still is an incurable disease that slowly destroys life. And this man believed that if he was willing, Jesus was able to heal him. He said, if you're willing, you can heal me. In other words, the man was saying, I know you have the power. I know you have the authority to heal me. And of course, we find Jesus' reply was, I am willing be healed. And immediately, as Jesus said, be healed, the man was freed and healed of this incurable disease. The second case, now, now that's the centurion. Now the centurion, Roman soldier, uh, who a centurion was had oversight, authority, over a hundred soldiers, which is why he's called the centurion. And this centurion's uh, servant, the Bible tells us, was paralyzed, and suffering terribly. And so he also comes to the Lord, and Jesus is asking him, shall I come and heal? And he goes, no, Jesus, uh, you you don't need to come. I am a man that understands authority. I have authority. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and this one, come, and he comes. I have servants, and I tell them, do this, and they do it. I understand authority. All you have to do is say the word. In other words, he's telling Jesus, you have the authority. I believe you have the authority and you don't even have to be in my house. All you got to do is say the word and he'll be healed. And Jesus marveled at that kind of this man's faith and said, I have not seen this kind of faith in Israel. And Lord healed his servant. The third case, we find that Jesus now goes to Peter's house, and there, his mother-in-law is sick. We're not t- sure what it is. I think one of the other gospel references that it, might, it was a fever, uh, and, and Jesus uh, touches her, and immediately, she's made whole. And then that evening, and people from the surrounding villages, and that village particularly in Capernaum, they all come now, and they're bringing people who are sick, they're bringing people who are under the influence of of demonic spirits, evil spirits, and Jesus heals everybody and drives out all of the evil spirits with just a word. Authority. And our last case, this fourth case. Now, Jesus gets in the boat with the disciples to go back to the other side. He decides he wants to take a nap. But now the Bible says that a sudden storm Arose and it was so severe that the disciples, whom most remember were experienced fishermen, they believed they were going to die. And so they wake Jesus up in a panic because they're concerned about their life, they, they're believing they're going to die. And Jesus now rebukes them say, Why do you have such little faith? And then he gets up. And he rebukes the wind and the waves, telling them to be still. And immediately, the storm died. The wind died. The sea and the waves grew calm. And the disciples, the Bible says, were amazed that even the wind and the waves obeyed Jesus. In other words, they never expected that Jesus would have that kind of authority. Four cases that exemplify the ultimate authority of Jesus Christ. Now, again, let me go back and reference that authority means the power or the right to give commands, the power to make a final decision. And I want to uh, put a, make an a, a emphasis on that last definition, The power to make a final decision. And listen to Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. Jesus said, all things have been committed to me by my father the word committed there in the Greek means entrusted with authority so in other words Jesus was saying my father has given to me all the authority all the power to to do everything that I need to do and we know that as we see that in these four cases that Jesus demonstrated that power And now some may think, well, Jesus may have uh, demonstrated that power while he was on this earth and while he had that ministry. Uh, But listen, just prior to his ascension, after Jesus rose from the dead, when he last appeared to his disciples, prior to ascending into heaven, he said this in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority, come on, say that with me today. All authority, say it one more time. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus has the ultimate authority. And so here's our kingdom principle for today. That Jesus Christ has the authority to make a final decision. You and I, if we want to live a life that pleases God, if we want to live a life that's blessed, it's critical that we structure our spiritual journey around this kingdom principle. Understanding that it is Jesus Christ and He alone that has the authority to make a final decision in my life, in all of our lives. Now, let me take a step back and connect that principle to these four cases to see how do, they, how do they connect to us here today. Let's look at the first case, the case of the man who had leprosy, this incurable disease. Well, biblically speaking, the leprosy is symbolic for sin. So now, sin is the incurable disease of the soul. There is no cure for sin. There is only healing, miraculous healing, divine healing. In other words, sin, we are all born into a sinful life, every single one of us. Not one of us was born an angel. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him that you were not born an angel. For those of you online, you might, if you're at home, don't tell that to your wife, guys. That's that not a good thing. <laughs> There's no witness around to see what would happen after that. <laughs> we're, none of us were born in, We're all born with this sinful nature, which means we are all born under the control of sin. Yes. Our soul is plagued with this disease of sin where it's natural for you and I to disobey God, to disobey God's Word. And so we, we know from our own personal life and the life of others that sin slowly destroys life. Yes. And only Jesus Christ has the authority to set us free from sin's destructive power. We find in, in John chapter 8, Jesus said this uh, beginning in verse 34. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Jesus Christ is the ultimate authority. He has the power to make a final decision on our salvation the forgiveness of sin, the breaking of sin's power. In the second case of the the servant now that's been uh, paralyzed and suffering terribly, I find this, even if you have embraced Jesus Christ as your savior, you can be paralyzed. Your spiritual journey can be paralyzed by uh, some habit that has control over your life. Your spiritual journey can be paralyzed by some character floor in your life. And so it's not a question that you don't want to be free. It's not a question that you don't want to serve God. But the truth of the matter is there is something in your life that holds you back from the spiritual breakthrough that you yearn for, that you want. There's a paralysis, a spiritual paralysis that takes place. And Jesus Christ... Is the ultimate authority. Amen. He has the power to make that final decision to break the power of that habit. Yes. He has the power to write every character floor in your life and in my life. Yes. He said. Yes. And in our third case, we have the mom, the, the, ste- uh, the mother in law that was sick. We have people that were that came to Jesus that were sick, had all kinds of sicknesses, as well as those who were battling dark spiritual forces. Once again, I need to state that Jesus Christ is the ultimate authority. He has the authority to make a final decision over those cases as well. In other words, it doesn't matter what the doctors say. If the doctors tell you it's incurable, there's nothing, there's nothing we can do, there's no healing for this thing, there's no procedure that can fix this, that's the doctors say. But Jesus has the final answer. See, Jesus has the final decision. Jesus, with one word, can drive out all sickness. With one word, Jesus can free people that are under the uh, demonic influence, evil influence, that are struggling with powers of darkness that are keeping them from the breakthrough that they need. A word from the Lord can cure all sickness. A word from the Lord will bring deliverance in every single case. And then we have this fourth case. The disciples are with Jesus in the boat, and then they experience a sudden storm. Now, what that teaches us is just because we walk with Jesus, just because we surrendered our life with Jesus does not mean that we are never going to encounter storms in life. Storms happened to everyone. And in this case, it was a sudden, meaning unexpected storm that came up. And it was one that was quite furious in its intensity to the measure that they feared for their life. And now, Jesus, the ultimate authority, the one with power to make the final decision, as he did then, he can rebuke the storm that's in your life. With one word from the Lord, he can rebuke the waves and the winds. He can deal with that issue that is causing you to fear that you're not going to make it. That is thinking, my marriage is not going to make it. Financially, we're under incredible pressure. It doesn't look like we are going to make it. I'm very concerned that we're just not going to make it. Jesus Christ is the ultimate authority and has the power with one word to calm whatever storm you're experiencing in your life. Worship team, if you would come back up, please. Now, to help drive this all home, I wanna remind us all of a very familiar passage of scripture in John chapter 11. Jesus got word that one of his friends, a man named Lazarus, was sick. And the reason why he got word was because Lazarus has two sisters, Martha and Mary, that knew that Jesus had the authority, the power, to heal their brother. And so they sent somebody to go get Jesus. When Jesus receives this message from the sisters, Here is uh, verse 4 of John chapter 11. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not, what? End in death. The word end there is critical. What was Jesus saying? Jesus saying the final outcome of this situation is not going to be death. Now, Four days later, when Jesus gets gets there, Lazarus had not only died, but he was actually in the tomb, in the grave for four days. In other words, the day Jesus got the message, Lazarus already died. Yet Jesus said, this sickness is not going to end in death. And so he goes and he tells him to remove the stone away The sister said, no, no, God, by now, there's an awful odor. He'll stink. You can't take the stone away. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? In other words, didn't I tell you this is not going to end in death? There might be a period of journey that you have to go through, and you may look at it and say, there is hope. There's no hope. It has gone too far. We're at the end. This is it. But remember, Jesus is the ultimate authority. He has the final answer. The decision on where it goes always rests with Jesus. And he calls Lazarus forth. And Lazarus comes walking out of the grave. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the ultimate authority. He has the final decision. Listen, the devil doesn't have the final decision. Demons don't have the final decision. Society does not have the final decision. Oh, can I just interject this really quick? Because this applies in so many aspects of life. I remember there was a time when I was in the business world where my business manager had told me because of my uh, relationship with the Lord and because I want to dedicate my time to serving God, I would not put in the work that they wanted me to put in at the job uh, to get ahead. And I told him, that's fine. I'm not looking to do all of that because what I'm doing at my job is just as important for me. And she told me, you will never advance beyond where you're at now. She doesn't have the final answer the decision on my journey on my career was not with her for you see several months later they moved her out and they gave me her job they promoted me to her job and i say that brothers and sisters just on that very practical level, because I don't want you to just put Jesus in a box and say it could only apply to spiritual things. It applies to every facet of our life. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. You can be in that that first case. Listen, you can try to gain forgiveness from God by promising never to do that again. How I many know that doesn't work? You you wind up failing again and again and again. You can only receive salvation through Jesus Christ. And I love when I hear somebody say, that guy is never gonna be saved. He too far gone. Listen, they don't make the final decision. Jesus Christ does. Everybody thought that Saul, the man that was persecuting the church was somebody that would, he ain't never going to get saved. In fact, God needs to kill him. Why? Because he's going around killing us. That was there. But see, Jesus has the final decision. He said, see that guy that no one thinks he's going to get saved? I'm not only going to save him, I'm going to make him an apostle. I'm going to have him write most of the New Testament. Why? Because I have the final decision. There's no situation that's hopeless. Because Jesus Is the ultimate authority. He can deliver you. He can break every habit that you're struggling with. Don't try in your own strength to deal with it. Go to the one who is the final authority and that with one word can break the chains that bind you, can break the habit that controls you. Jesus Christ heals, He delivers, He sets free, and He can calm every step.